We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin. I'm joined by my co-host, Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm great. How are you, Jack? Very good. Um, it's been a little while since we've recorded an episode, hasn't it? We've had two games since then. It has. Yeah, we've had two games. Um, I don't know how many of you guys um, watched it, but we did a preview last week um, on Sam's podcast, uh, Sam's video cast kind of thing. Um, for the Cowboys game. So it took a you know, knowing me and Jack, we kind of yucked on a little bit. Um, it, yeah. took, it took up all our time that we, we we allocated to do the podcast afterwards. So we're going to double up today. Yeah, we had the idea of like, oh, we might record a quick one after doing that, you know, like so we don't repeat <laughs> ourselves too many times. And then um, the, the stream ended up going for twice as long as what Sam's ones normally do. So yeah. <laughs> Classic. Oh. <laughs> Which yeah, that was I don't know about you, but that was the first um like stream or anything I've ever done. Same, same. It was really fun. Like I it didn't feel like he was going long at all. Um and it was just he had such good energy as well. So yeah, we'll probably grab him on at the end of the year as well, which will be exciting. So um when we play the Cowboys next and at the end of the year. So yeah. Well yeah, he was a yeah, he was a great bloke. Like I um I remember I, the next day. I was with my mum and my sister and I showed them the video once it was up on YouTube and they were talking mm. about how they love um, seeing someone who's just so passionate about something and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I met him like at the ground on Friday and he was such a, such yeah. a nice bloke and, yeah, I can't wait to have him on, yeah, for round 25. Yeah, <laughs> he does such a good job and I'm really keen to, you know, just really like he, he knew so much about Penrith as well. It wasn't just the Cowboys and he just had some really interesting things to say. Um, so we're super excited to um, have Sam on at the end of the year. I think it'll be a great, uh, a great episode. Yeah, it'll be an exciting time of year for both teams, I'm guessing, given the way it that they're Absolutely well, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a way with the Premiership! Yes, so since we last spoke to you, the Penrith Panthers have played, yep, two games, won two games. They beat the Roosters 32-12, to 12, and then they beat the Cowboys 22-0. I was going to say 32, not quite. Um, what did you make of the Roosters game, Nat? I just thought um, the Roosters like, matched it to us for about half an hour, and I remember patient that game because it wasn't coming easily at the beginning. Um, they really kind of matched our intensity, and you could tell they were really there to play. And then... We just kind of strangled it out of them, I guess. Um, got some late points on. And, yeah, we. I remember there was one stage in the second half that I think the Roosters just had back-to-back-to-back sets and then it ended up in a Stephen Crichton intercept. So um, I just love seeing that. Um, it's, it's, you know, defence is definitely the, the centre of our game. Um, and even though we can put on a score when we want to, I really love when we really just go defence first because it's our bread and butter and it's really what, what's gotten us this far in the past two and a half years. So loved seeing that really shine in that Roosters game. 
yeah, that was probably the like main part of that game was just how good our defense actually was because like both of their tries were fairly late and like kind of kind of sloppy-ish in like that yeah. it's not tries that you would have seen scored um in a different circumstance, like if it was a tense game or anything. Um, where it was like Penrith probably yeah. took their foot off the gas a little bit, but it was like our team is just so relentless and like the Roosters were so tired and there was nothing they could do. And then you've mm. got... They're like, tired. They, they threw everything at us, you know? Yeah. And when you've got game breakers like Jerome Luai and Stephen Crichton and then ridiculously smart players like Api Corusau and Isaiah Yo to help just break the game open like with their brains rather than their athletic ability, it's just so beautiful to see. Like... Isaiah Yo's ball to put Scott Sorensen through that hole where he then set mm. up Jerome Luai, like that was something that if a halfback did that, you would be so proud of him. And like mm. I know we say it every week, but he does it every week. And then yeah, it does. Yeah, and then Appy Corusau's try where it was clearly set up for the for the field goal because it was right on halftime for yeah. Nathan, and he noticed that the all of the defense was going to start rushing Nathan, so he just fell over the try line. And it was another one where you yeah. go. Sometimes just having a composed head like that in a situation yeah. like that is the difference because yeah. like the score was reflective of the game, but Penrith aren't that much better in terms of like on paper than the Roosters. Yeah. But out on the field, they are because the Roosters have actually been like, I know we were kind of ragging on them a bit before the game where we were surprised about how far up the ladder they were, but they're not bad. Yeah. They've been playing pretty decently lately. And it was another, I mean, we're going to talk about it a bit later, but the same thing happened last week with the Cowboys. And it's one where we, it's crazy to think that we are now that like test for teams. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's still, I guess, um, it's still, I, I remember like, hearing the Cowboys fans and hearing the Broncos fans kind of be just in like disbelief at what this season is bringing for them. And it just, it still feels like that for us, even three and a half years in, you know, it still feels like that first season when you're like, Oh, you know, we've won another game, another game, another game. When's it going to end? And then you're like, Oh my God, you know, we're going to make the finals this year. We're going to make the prelims. We're going to make the grand final. Like it's, it is insane. Um, And to think that we're still like playing this well, I was saying to my dad on the weekend, I really thought we'd see a drop this year and I think we spoke about that earlier in the year before the season started I just didn't know how I could keep that intensity um when we had done that for the past two years and I thought when it culminated in the premiership would we still be able to find that kind of um the the mental stamina to to do like what we do and the fact that we're I think we're playing the best we've ever played right now I really do um I think this year in general we've had that one loss against Para, but I actually think it's been our best 12 13 week block in the past two and a half years. Um, and it, it really does blow my mind that we've been able to do that. Yeah, I agree that I believe this is the best we've ever played. Like this team right now would beat last year's team. And it would. Yep. I also think it would beat, yeah, the 2020 team. I think it would beat the 2003 team and the 1991 yep. team. Like this, I it feels so strange to think that we get to like rock up every week and watch the yep. best team that our club has ever produced. Yeah, and it's one where I'm like, I'm like, I'm always happy with the wins and stuff like that, but there's something else to it where you go like, mm-hmm. you're always gonna you're always gonna rock up to games and see wins, but how often in your life are you gonna have the 
the privilege of going and yeah. seeing the club that you support and that you've cried for and you've cheered for be at their very best that they ever have been and quite possibly ever will be. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're, we're in a pretty uh, privileged position at the moment, aren't we? And we're enjoying every moment of it as we should. Yeah, exactly. You never know when it's going to be gone, you know, so... Yeah, that's the thing. We've experienced some low days, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but this just, like, it takes up too much of my mind. Like, I just think about it all the time. What, Penrith in general? <laughs> well, well, just, just, like, just the Panthers and, like, just how good we are and everything and what we've achieved. I yeah. I said to someone the other day, I, when I was at work, I was like, I think the biggest flex in my life is that I'm a Panthers supporter. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I truly believe that. Um, it, it's like I pitched that team. I picked that team so long ago and, you know, stuck by them through all that the horrible time. And I think we've, we've grown up and we've seen teams like the Roosters and Storm and Brisbane had their day and Manly and Dragons had their moment where they were really in the sun. And you're just so jealous. You're like, oh, I wish that was my team. Like imagine having a guaranteed good mood every weekend. And then now we're in that position. It's just like, you've got to enjoy it. We've got to live it up because, you know, um, we might be not in this position for too much longer. So although I do think with Nathan and Co., we have a bit of, we've got a good couple of years coming up. Yeah, I definitely think we're set up for the long term better than we ever have been. Like you look yeah, at some of those other too. sides through hindsight and you think, yeah, we're yeah. in a better spot now than we were. And you look at like, yeah, the coach and Nathan both being locked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, a few of the other players are locked up. You know, we're going to lose a couple, but that's all right. Like that, that just happens, especially now that there's an yeah, that, team. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've lost, yeah. we've just lost Hopgood. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not fussed about that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> not like, possible. <laughs> yeah, like we've got, we we all have high hopes for him. And um, I think it's a good signing for the Eels, mm. but it's one where I like, I'm not like sweating about it. No, not at all. Um, it's, it's fine. Like you, you're going to lose. He doesn't even play that much for us so no no has he know, played everybody he? it's probably yeah no i don't think so um i don't i never want to hold back someone for an opportunity when they can actually go and play first grade somewhere um which seems like i think it was might be on the cusp of losing madison so he'll be playing first grade next year you'd imagine um so i have no issue with that at all good luck to him and i don't think it's really much skin off our back i'm no expert I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. So, Nat, announced today the Panthers have re-signed a couple of other young forwards, actually. Uh, Atavalu Lasadi and Liam Henry have both signed two-year contract extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have been in the, the development program for a couple of years and they're going to be in the, um, what's it called? The, you know, the five development slots in the, the squad? Yeah. Like yep. what Mav's in at the moment? Yeah, they're going to be in those next mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, and I think it's just, it's just another sign about like, you know, we were just talking about losing Hopgood. 
about how just like this Penrith like machine just keeps producing good players because I've seen a little yeah. bit of them this year in New South Wales yeah. Cup and they're both good players. And it's one where mm. no matter who we lose, aside from maybe someone like an Isaiah Yo, we're just going to mm. keep producing and keep bringing out quality. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. so nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. And, um, yeah, you just you never know where those players are going to go. And I think at the moment, yeah, without the majority of our squad have been kind of homegrown. So it's just it's nice to see that our future is being looked after and we're getting kind of like the first dibs of, of that amazing talent pool that we have. Um, so super exciting for those guys. And I can't wait to see them, you know, eventually make their de- debuts in due course. And um, it's just, it's continually exciting. I, I actually, I, earlier this week, I had to, um, I had to write a fictional blog post about anything just as part of, um, for a job that I'm going for. And like, oh, wow. logi- logically, <laughs> the only thing that I knew how to write about was the Panthers. And I wrote about how, Junior yeah. development has taken Penrith to the top. <laughs> was great. Like, That's yeah. a great thing to write about. I was like, what else? What else do I know about? I remember <laughs> when. No, I remember when we were in school. Like, I, I remember very clearly that um, anytime there was any sort of writing task or anything like that, I would base it around football because it is what you you know. Um, it's what you know. It's what you. When it becomes a hobby that's as strong to us as this is, you have such a wealth of knowledge about it that you could write about it forever and you're going to write the best about it. Um, so I remember anytime there was a creative writing task or if there was like a reflection task to remember a moment in your life, I'd just pinpoint a Penrith game and talk about that. Um, so, you know, I'm glad. I hope it gets you this job. Yeah, if not, then they clearly must be, you know, Parramatta fans or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another bit of news coming out is we seem to get fed a few things every couple of weeks about what's going on with the stadium. And because we oh, haven't yeah. seen, yeah, we haven't seen any renders or anything yet, or, you know, anything aside from just the announcement that it's happening and that they want fans input into what's going on with it. And today there was an article in the Western Weekender speculating further about whether the stadium will be built where the uh, Penrith Paceway is mm-hmm. and whether that will allow Penrith to keep playing across the road where they currently are until the new ground's built. Mm-hmm. And because it's, it's been hinted at a little bit over the past mm. few weeks, but I feel like this is the first time that a, f- a complete article has been written about it. Yeah. And there's a statement here from the Paceway saying that it's that is not something that they had ever envisioned, but it's something mm-hmm. that they are open to if there's the right deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for it all to work out, because for those who don't know, the Paceway are leaving the current site across the road from the stadium and they're going to be looking for a new place to, I guess, you know, have the horses run around. And Penrith's getting a new stadium. So it's just, I guess, it's all about those two things matching up in time because if they if they're really certain about this being the last year at the stadium then i don't see how that could work out because they can't just build a new venue for the horse race in that amount of time so I'm, i'm i'm really not sure what's going on here now i don't either um like obviously i think we've talked about it it would be awesome for it to be moved there um because it means that we would get to keep um, while, while it's being built, we probably get to keep Bluebet. But it just seems too too late, I think. 
Yeah, like I feel like the vote that the Paceway did to move happened. I feel like I, I seem to remember that being pre-COVID. So it's like there's been a lot of time. I can't remember it. Yeah. There's been a yeah. lot of time for them to come up with this. And yeah. yeah, it does, it feels too late. Like we're in June. And we're yeah. meant to be leaving the stadium in what, September? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't I if it happens fine you know I'm, I'm cool with that because it means we stay at Penrith for a couple more years while mm-hmm. the new stadium is being built mm-hmm. but like yeah I'm just not sure how it how it happens really yeah I agree um I just think it's a pipe dream to be honest and like as much as we'd love it to happen um it just I don't think it's going to no um so I think we need to start accepting that yeah I'm at least happy that they're um exploring all options though yeah absolutely yeah because one thing that is certain about the stadium is it needs to be in that area. It needs to be where it currently yeah. is or across the road. Yeah. It cannot make it cannot work anywhere else. It just would not make any sense to move it away from Panthers. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it needs to be there. Where else would they? I don't. I'm not a hundred percent around Penrith, but is there even anywhere else that they could put it there? Oh, maybe on the other side of the road. Like, you know how there's, like, yeah. behind the, the eastern stand, there's that big field? But I feel like yeah. someone owns that. So I'm not sure if that could be done. Yeah, there no, either. it just makes sense. It just, I feel like it's overcomplicated. There's enough space where there is now. I think mean, they should just plan, plan, plan to that. Yeah, I, I think it just, yeah, it makes perfect sense for them to just go ahead with the plan and, like, you know, I'm not going to be complaining about being at Bankwest for a couple of years or Combank. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll all survive. Exactly. And, and it'll be it'll be nice for um that stadium to finally have a team win a premiership playing there. <laughs> Hope Vic's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't walked out and given me the finger for that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nat, as we spoke about earlier, last Friday, the Penrith Panthers uh, beat the North Queensland Cowboys fairly comprehensively, 22 to nil. Uh, what mm-hmm. did you make of it? Um, that was one of my favourite games the whole season. It, we, I don't know if everyone saw it, but Penrith put up this video um, on earlier in the week and it was just kind of like, um, it was like a hype video, which we're so good at. And it had kind of recordings of people talking about talking up the Cowboys. And then it was just kind of like coming, cutting to us scoring tries against the Cowboys. And I was like, oh, they are confident. They are ready. And when I saw that video, I kind of thought, I think we're going to win this comfortably. <laughs> I've got a feeling that we're like, hang on, guys, you might be going well this year, but we've got something for you. Um, and again, very similar to that Roosters game, we just kind of strangled them a little bit. And um I think we spoke about before the season, we're very good at just teams kind of can't keep up the whole time. And and I feel bad for the Cowboys. I don't think it was a terrible performance in that their defense was excellent. It could have been 40 mil. Like it could easily have been 40 mil. Um, so the fact that they were like their their goal line defense was excellent. But we just aren't phased. We're not phased at all. We're like, whatever, you can hold us out for 10 minutes. We'll still, we'll get there. We'll crack you guys. And we did. Um, and yeah, it was a super impressive win. Um I think the, the thing that killed the Cowboys as well, which again would be indicative on us forcing it, was their errors. I looked at the stats after the game and our errors were actually the same, which is weird because 
Um, I think we've even made one more error than them because it just felt like it was an error from the Cowboys. And I think their errors were made in like that key kind of um, close to their own try line. So, yeah, but they did, you did kill them. I think we just kind of, yeah, strangled them out of the game. I think that um, highlights an important thing that you've got to look at with sometimes, yeah, when you're looking at stats and you go like the errors, because you would have assumed, yeah, that Penrith made less errors. But yeah. I guess it's, I guess sometimes, yeah, it's like the context around it, isn't it? Like yeah. Penrith, Penrith might make a couple of errors um, like Stephen Crichton pretty much dropped one over the sideline and Isaac Tago put his arm out scoring a try, um, which was the funniest no try. Tago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas. Oh my you know, God. I, just, I saw it straight away. I was like, ooh, I've got a bad yeah, that is. <laughs> it, it happened in front of me. And like I celebrated, yeah. and I was like, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm sure he scored. And then they checked it, yeah. and I was like, oh no, they're checking the arm. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm just glad that we like didn't lose by like four points or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my shocker. god! Imagine, oh, poor thing. <laughs> you know, it's I, I didn't. I know a lot of people were tearing into him, but you know, these things happen. These things. Happen. You know, it was funny. You know. Yeah, it like, was. Sometimes we just got to laugh. It's a game, you know. <laughs> like, exactly. It's only a game at the end of the yeah. day. He didn't mean to. He'll learn from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like when you consider that compared to, like, yeah, the Cowboys, you know, with a couple of errors near their own line when they're just getting, like, pummeled by Penrith. And it's like when you put the context on it, it really shows what you mean about, like, what the eye test was telling you, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, because... Yeah, you're right. Like it could have been 40 nil, but at the same time, yeah, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm walking out of that game like feeling all right. Like if if I'm Todd Payton, I'm thinking, all right, well, now we know what it takes to come up against the big teams because they've had two real big tests this year that they've failed in us and the Roosters. But the Roosters one was kind of funny in that like it was a bit of a sin bin a thon. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes like games just Get away out of the water lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this just felt like a, a proper game of rugby league. And I think both teams displayed like a lot of their qualities in this game. Yeah. But it yeah. was just that like Penrith's defence held up better than the Cowboys' defence. Yeah. And the Cowboys' defence was still excellent in this game too. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they've got quite a few players playing origin as well yep and it's um yeah yeah it was it's, it, it was you're right it was a very enjoyable game like it was it was one way the second half like there wasn't much scoring at all um but yeah it was still like not sloppy by any means yep um so yeah i was, I was very very happy with that it was a good way to send off what six of our boys six and a half i guess of our players yeah. away to origin yeah yeah it's um we'll talk about that later i guess in general but it is um it's very proud very very proud yeah and it was one where you go like they would have beaten so many other teams by a lot more on that day yeah so yeah i'm very very happy with that um should we get into our three, two, ones for the past two weeks? 
I think that's a great idea. Also, um, also, um, sorry, firstly, um, we said we we're going to do this like Dalian style. So this is the last week before it goes behind closed doors. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. It'll be, yeah. a, it'll be a mystery. Everyone can probably, you know, guess that it's going to be a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to go first? For you, Yeah, why not? The, should we do the Roosters game and then the Cowboys game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I gave one point to Appy Corusau for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought he was excellent. You know, I highlighted earlier the moment with his try, and I felt yeah. like that really summed up the the way that the Roosters they have a habit of playing their middle forwards for long minutes to start the game. Yeah, and that was like you're basically asking Appy to run riot at that point. Yeah, and I felt like yeah. that was exactly what he did. Like it's the kind of game yeah. where he'll he'll look up and think, oh, all right, this is a bit of me. And yeah. it was. And yeah, I just thought that was a yeah, very, very good game from him. Same. Well, I had him um at with two points. So ah, okay. um, I, I agreed entirely. Um, who do I have for my one? My one was Isaiah, who I assume might be popping up in yours later. I uh, might be, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we are running out of things to say about Isaiah. I know. <laughs> It's, I just, I feel lazy by saying same thing as we said last week, but it doesn't change. He's not one of these players that changes his game or does anything particularly different. Um, he just does his thing and he was, he was awesome. Yeah. Like I know, I know that I've grown up hearing about how much of a good ball playing forward John Cartwright was for Penrith. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got our own version if not better now. We do. Isaiah oh, we Yo. do. Like it's he, been it's... like um a... sorry, what's that? A few people, like a lot of my brothers who are Tigers fans, um, for the past couple of weeks have been messaging me like completely separate from each other and just saying, I reckon that Isaiah is not only the best forward in the game right now, he's probably the best player. Uh, and I, yeah. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think he's the player that is he's turning to a game breaker in that he's not replaceable. He's my biggest concern this week. My biggest concern is missing Isaiah over Nathan. Yeah, no, I'm 100%. I was actually talking about this with um, my mate the other day. And we were just talking about, like, we're saying we think he's our best player. And, yeah, probably yeah. the NRL's best player. And, yeah, like, in terms of ability, he's not our best player. But in terms of, um, like, his irreplaceability, easily because like Nathan is incredible by the way yeah but Sean O'Sullivan is a pretty damn good backup oh exactly Matt Eisenhuth is another very good backup but he's not Isaiah Yo and I just think it's yeah yeah, no it's a bigger gap between Yo and Eisenhuth than there is between O'Sullivan and Cleary um and yeah I think it's absolutely amazing that this bloke who he was like this like lanky second rower slash center who was a Mm. fast second rower and a slow center has ended up Mm. being the best ball playing lock and probably the best player in the world Mm. it's um it's crazy he's such a smart footballer he just he has like this vision um that he um he just knows what to do he knows when to do it he knows who's going to be around him 
he's just got this vision in front of him, which is insane. Um, and it just makes it just it. He's the absolute glue that's holding Penrith together at the moment. Yeah, I wonder what like. I wonder where where he played as a junior, like in terms of his position. He must have been in the halves. Let me have a quick Google. Yeah. Say out here he. Because, yeah, he's such a different player to some of the, like, locks we've had in the past. Oh, my God. Somebody has really, they have a year-by-year year on his Wikipedia page. Nice. <laughs> An absolute year-by-year year synopsis of his career, which we love. Was it, it you? His full name, Isaiah. <laughs> no, Dylan Edwards, maybe. <laughs> um, we've got Isaiah Patrick ferguson here. That's his name. Um, okay, so let's have a look. Oh, unfortunately, they don't seem to tell us what he did when he was a baby, but <sighs> I think he started in the centres for us. I know he debuted. Yeah, he played at center. right center. He played yeah. right center. So, um, yeah, maybe I, I'd imagine it would probably be in the centers um, if that's where he, he debuted. And he was also picked for the New South Wales residents team in 2014, playing at center as well. Okay. So, do you remember when yeah. he played? Um, do you remember when he played on the wing for Country in 2016? Oh my God! What a time! Bring back <laughs> City Country, I say. <laughs> Bring <laughs> back City Country. That was just the most scat like. <laughs> Yeah. Like, sorry, anyone I've, anywhere. <laughs> I've I've had City Country a bit in my feels the last few days. Um yeah. and I've just been reading articles about it and I miss it so much. Yeah. And like when you I see know. like people would say it was a farce and that, but when you see like things like that happened and Aaron Gray scored four tries in the same game and like like yeah, it's stuff like that where you go, it, we gotta bring it back. Yeah, yeah. If not <laughs> just not? if not just to get Isaiah Yo back on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Man can play anywhere. My my brother was saying, um, I think Nathan, I don't know if he went off on the weekend. Did he go off for a very tiny moment? Um, if he did, I didn't he just was, Yeah, he wasn't, I don't know what happened. I think he was, I don't know, I thought he was having a rest or something like that. I could be wrong. But um Isaiah actually slotted into a role of halfback in defense um for a little bit on the weekend. So <laughs> the man can really do anything. He he is actually like Luke Lewis, hmm. just like not as physically strong, but like a bit smarter. Yeah, totally. Imagine those two in the same team. Oh my god, they were no, they didn't cross over. Well, how old was Luke when he retired? Uh, Luke left in. Well, he left us. So in when did he retire? From but the then he's, he retired in twenty. Oh, he's there for ages. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So they could have had a crossover if Luke wanted to come back, but that's all right. <laughs> that would have been that would have been amazing. <laughs> Too much to handle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This this podcast would wouldn't have like made it past chat about them. Absolutely. <laughs> um, do we need to do an episode, by the way, where you just enthusiastically read out the Wikipedia pages of Penrith players? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes or yes. <laughs> listeners, let us know. <laughs> That would be so fun. I'm sure those people that go to great lengths to really detail them. And maybe you would get listeners to really, like if you're really into a certain player, go to their Wikipedia page and make it as detailed and exciting as possible. So, we can, you know, actually, this has just popped into my mind. The funniest is not really funny to his victims, but Craig Gower. Oh, my God. Oh, my his Wikipedia God. Page yeah. Is it the is the biggest ride. <laughs> it is something where you go like, it's actually a really messed up situation. Oh, but he as was a Wiki- messed up. As a Wikipedia post, you go, oh, my God. Like, that is the most, like, rugby league player scandal 
thing that you can ever find. I just think it's so much like I can't believe I don't I don't know if my parents protected me from it or if it wasn't I mean I feel these days you know a player sneezes and it's it's front page news and I just yeah. don't feel like it was as big last time yeah. and just and like the involvement of Mitchell Pierce somehow like yeah. Mitchell Pierce with, with a with a butter knife like is I, okay like I remember when it happened I think I was like eight and my nan briefly explained to me in a very minor way what had happened. And I was like, oh, okay, that's bad. And I felt like that was it. Yeah. I felt like it was just like, oh, okay, Penrith have made Tony Puller to a captain and we move on from it. We're like, yeah, imagine if, yeah. imagine 360 if that happened now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember, like, I used to really like Craig Gower. I was obsessed with him. Um, and I remember... Um, I stayed behind after it was the first time I'd ever kind of gone to a game and stayed behind and gotten photos with him and stuff like that. And I was so excited to meet Craig Gower and he was a bit of a dick. I've, <laughs> which I've is heard probably very unsurprising. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being, he was talking to someone like behind me about if they were great, like he couldn't wait to get to the pub or something like that. And like, not in like a funny way, but in like kind of a loser way when there's like lots of children there waiting to get a signature from you and you just yeah. can't wait to get to the pub. Um, and I remember being so disappointed. My mum was like, that stupid man. Like she was unimpressed. Um, and when your mum doesn't like someone, it's over. So, um, yeah, I don't know why this diverted into a Craig Gower discussion. That, we should just do the archives of weird NRL Penrith history one day. Um, <laughs> I think that's got to be a, um, that's got to be one of our, our like buy round episodes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah we're going to start doing some research for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also gave Isaiah two points, by the way. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> yes. So my two, who was Arpy. So yeah. <laughs> who was your three? Uh, Jerome, Jerome Lua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jerome Lua. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah, he was he was incredible. Um, on that left edge, he absolutely tore the Roosters' defence to shreds on multiple occasions. Like, I know he only scored two, but he could have scored a few more. And mm. it was one where he made a Roosters defense look very unroosters-like. Mm-hmm. And you gotta be a pretty special player to do that. And I felt like it kind of lived up to what you were saying about like him with the big games. Mm-hmm. Where like he might not have done that against like a, a Newcastle or something, but up yeah. against like this club that people look aspirationally towards. I felt like that's yeah, yeah where he may have taken it as a challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, to be honest, I can't remember why I gave him the three points. <laughs> he scored two tries, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it's hard. It's super hard when we do this two weeks later because just yeah. in my head, I'm so obsessed with the Cowboys game. I could just recite the whole game like it was yesterday. Um, but trust Jerome was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, yeah, that's all we've got for until we do an episode at the end of the year where we, I guess, count down who got points for the rest of the weeks for the... Oh, do we want to do the Cowboys one? Oh, yes. Game. Sorry. Yes. We need to do the Cowboys yes. game. Yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Craig Gower's just thrown you, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the Cowboys game, did you want to go first for this one? Sure. Um. Let me go to my notes. Where are they? Here we go. Um, my one went to Cacao. Um, and he had a bit of a hot and cold game, I will admit. I think his first half was 
fantastic. It was like, I remember watching it and just thinking like, um, I think they tweeted something about it, how I was like, how come back to us. And again, Bulldogs fans replied to it and they said, we don't want him. And I got so, I actually got upset on behalf of Kikau um, because I actually think he's going to be such an asset, asset to that team. Um, and I think he's really showing this year what he can do. So I feel one point his way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He was he was great once again. And look, I don't want to be too rude to Bulldogs fans, but are you watching our games? Like, have you noticed? Yeah. I, he he would um, be the best player easily. He would be. He would be. And I think I understand that, you know, for a time, I know he's got this overrated tag and I think that he's been error prone. And there was a time over the past maybe year last year that I was a bit worried when he got the ball. But honestly, it's pretty much gone from his game this year. It's so much better. I'm going to have a little quick look at his errors for this year if if he's even in the top, you know, um, if he's in those stats for the errors on NRL.com. Well, I'm pretty sure Solomon. Because I just don't think errors. that. And he's made origin. So. Oh, he does. He has heaps. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. He has so many. Um, so <laughs> I, mean, I think all that from like a two it's week just a bit period. of a myth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, remember when he had, yeah, so when Carbo was like, everyone's like, oh, he's got to go. Yeah. Um, here we go. I've got it in front of me. Let's have a look. Um, he's not in the top 10. We love that. Oh, here we go. All right. So he's made 12 errors this year. Same as James Tedesco. Same as Lachlan Ilya. Same as Caelan Palmer. You know, it's um, Campbell Graham's made the same and no one's carrying on about those players. Nicholas Hines made the same. Gutho has made the same. So, yeah. Um. All right, I gave one point to James Fisher Harris. I thought, oh, good. Yeah. I thought Fish was excellent in this game. Um, mm. He made two hundred and twenty meters, which was mm. not a bad day at the office for a front rower. Uh, no, not at all. And I thought, yeah, he really um, set the tempo for how we were meant mm-hmm. to play. Um, and like the fact that we pretty much we won that game by dominating field position. And mm-hmm. I felt like he had a big role to play in all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought I just thought he was great. I, I I really wanted to find a spot for Kikau in that list, but I was like, yeah. I can only pick three players. And that's what happens to us every week. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being like a, I don't know, a Dragons fan, where every week it's like, oh, Ben Hunt was good. Ben Hunt and Co. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so who'd you give two points to? Um, I gave two points to Isaiah. <laughs> nice. So did I, by the way. <laughs> okay, there we go. Just for something. Oh, I wonder if our first is the same. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but um, anyway, we'll keep the suspense. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything more to say about Isaiah. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, he scored a try in this one. Um, yeah, and that was a good try. Again, it was his vision. Like, he yeah. saw it and he went for it, um, and it was just, like, poetry in motion. Yeah, it was actually, it was beautiful. I actually wasn't in my my spot yeah. when he scored, but I was standing, yeah. I was walking through and I was standing directly yeah. behind the posts where he scored. Oh, wow. So it was yeah. beautiful. I was like, oh, mm. this is the perfect, like, I, when that happened, I was like, yeah, today's going to be a good day. Yeah, we're in for a good old game. Yeah, I'm like, when Isaiah starts the game scoring a try, you know yeah. good things are about to happen for your team. Big time. We were, yeah, it was, a, and I think as well, the Cowboys came off the march so well. You might not have seen it when you're at the game, but if you rewatched it, that was like, oh no, we're in, you know, like they just, they made a, 
quite a few meters in their first set and they were just firing. They did. Um, they really yeah, did. Yeah, it was crazy. And then it took us one set, one possession, and we scored. And it kind of reminded me of the 2020 grand final. Do you remember when we started the game and we bundled them out on touch from the first play and we yes. screamed and everyone was like, wow, we're going to win the premiership. And then it all went downhill from there. It reminded me it was like the same energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you're right though. Like they, they had me a little shook in that. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I was still... I was beginning this big long walk that I did that concluded with as AEO scoring a try. And yeah. I put my head down for like two tackles and I yeah. looked up and the Cowboys were at the other end of the field. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're up there. <laughs> but yeah, so who, I wonder who should we try and do it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to count us in? Three, two, okay. one. Dylan Edwards. Hang on. Oh, no. Dylan Edwards. Dylan <laughs> Edwards, yes. <laughs> Okay, Dylan Edwards um, had another one of his fantastic games that we're so used to seeing from him this year. Um, 240 metres, six tackle breaks, I believe. He scored a try. That pickup was, oh, my God, I put something on Twitter about it and everyone's like, oh, he's just doing his job. You're joking. Sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. piss 75% off with you, 75% of the NRL do not pick up that ball. No. Do not tell me he's doing a job. Like, it was difficult and he did so well. Um, he's just, yeah, he's going to another level. I was so happy to see um, another podcast, Bloke in a Bar. Um, not quite, Bloke in a Bar is not quite the same level as Big Cat Chat, of course, but, think, you know. I think they have less listeners than us. Yeah. I see more people wearing um, our Mitch Penny tees. Oh, easily. <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to it the other day and then all of a sudden Denon's like, I just need to say something before we review the Panthers game. And I thought he was going to talk about the fact we're probably going to be the premiership and he's like is dylan edwards the form player in the, the form fullback in the competition and i died i was like finally this man is getting mainstream recognition <laughs> so yeah he was brilliant and they all agreed and they all said that if teddy was injured dylan would be the one they'd pick in origin so what is this world we're living in where dylan is so good i love it um and he had yet another fantastic game on the weekend yeah no he was incredible that pickup was amazing, especially when you consider that probably the biggest um, criticism that people have of his game is mm. his handling errors. Mm -hmm. And you go, that's a guy who's at full confidence if he's picking up that ball like that and scoring that try. And yeah. it was, a, it was, a, it also involved his other great skill, which is just his ability to just be there. Yeah. Like, like it, if he didn't really need to be, backing up just there because it's not even the side of the field that he predominantly like plays on. Yeah. And he was there because he always is. And yeah, sometimes it's just about being a great competitor yep. and the rest of it catches up. And Dylan's mm -hmm. always been a great competitor. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see just how much of a great player he is because he was amazing in the under twenties. Yeah. And I thought that we we're going to have the best fullback in the world. Yeah, it's taken a little while. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's there now. Yeah, and I think um, my dad was telling me that because obviously we were a bit young, but he even said like players like Billy Slater improved as their career went on as well. It wasn't just an immediate burst onto the. Obviously, they were very good, but I think we've been um, in the past we've had like players like Pappenhausen, Tedesco, and Trebovich, which just explode onto the scene. Um, I think Tedesco obviously had a few years of um, knee issues, but when he started playing, you know, 
continuous football. There was no question about where he was going. Um, so the fact that Dylan Edwards has kind of been more of a slow burn um, is probably the reason why he has a few naysayers. But I, you know, you wouldn't trade him for the world. Um, I think he's at 13 Dalian points now, um, which is crazy. And I actually think he would make a decent run. We won't see it because it's going to be behind closed doors. But a lot of the players ahead of um, Dylan at the moment on that list are going to be playing Origins. They'll miss a few points in this period. And, you know, Dill, we've got one bye. But apart from that, he has the opportunity to dominate these games. So who knows? We could see him Dalian winner and Mitch and um, Dally Mitch winner. Dylan Edwards, what a time to be alive. And, and captain of the Penrith Panthers this weekend. Oh, isn't that great? I love that. I think we were talking about it um, and there was like, oh, maybe it'll be, you know, like um, up here and I wasn't thrilled with that option. Um, so the yeah. fact that it's um, Fish and Dylan as co-captains, I'm obsessed with that. I actually think you said, like it's fish and Dylan, and I think I went no, no, it'll be uppy. <laughs> yeah, up yeah. Because I think he captains. said that fish, fish was um mic'd up a few years ago to see if he can yeah. talk and stuff like that. I wasn't surprised with Dylan because he actually um when I watched that playback, you know, when the players watched the grand final, um yeah. on Fox, they were talking about how Dylan was kind of chatting a lot during that game, and he was one of the only ones who was clued into the two point field goal. Yeah. Um, to listen to the game. And I was like, well, that's interesting that he's talking out there. And I think you see it a little bit more that he is chatting away out there. So I'm very excited. That was something that um, just on that two-point field goal, I'd, mm. I'd never realised at the time that Isaiah Yo just didn't put any pressure on Adam Reynolds because he didn't, like, he wasn't aware yeah. of the pointer. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how bad that would have been. Oh, my, I just, I, I mean, I'm not... Um, I'm not an NRL player, but I'm like, how could they not have thought that immediately? I know. <laughs> like, I was thinking it immediately. Like, come on, guys. Of yeah, course, was- noted, you know, two-point field goal kicker Dylan Edwards knew straight away. But I think he told Uppy, which is not too helpful. <laughs> so hopefully he's learned from that for this captaincy. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be, um, that'll be interesting because he he wasn't, co-captain with fish in the the origin period games last year but he was the captain of the storm game where we got um pretty easily um dismantled so yeah it'll be interesting to see if like i'd say like it was a pretty rough time for both of those players like those periods where they were the captain last year it was i mean our only three regular season losses um and it'll be interesting to see whether that is something where we see them take their games to another level. Um, Because I think we've said before that that is something that Dylan is actually quite good at is when Nathan's not there, he actually plays a little bit better because he has more to do. Yeah. And so it'll be very, very interesting to see what um, being co-captains in a more favourable situation than what they were both in last year will do to them. Definitely. I'm very interested in it. Um, so, yeah, I guess what, I mean, I, when, we're not quite at the prediction stages yet, but I've, I'm hoping that they will um, get their captain winning percentages above 0% this week. Same, no, big time. <laughs>
So, Nat, uh, since we last spoke, the Origin squads have been announced. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of take a look at the, the broader view. Um, I'm assuming we'll focus mainly on New South Wales and then also the Penrith players in it, but we'll, we'll take a bit of a look at everything. Yeah. Um, safe to say Brad Fittler hasn't exactly picked the team that the wider public would have agreed upon. Yes. Like, like there's, there's no like set team that everyone was going to agree on. You know, there's a bit of debate yeah. about the centers and like the back rowers and stuff. But yeah. he's he's gone quite left field, hasn't he? He has. Um, I'm surprised just because of how successful. I mean, I think we can treat game three like a bit of an outlier last year because of the fact that our halves were out. Um, he chose Whiten and Moses <laughs> um, was never going to end well. Um, but before that, we played phenomenally. So I thought he would, um, he, he picked well last year. So I was a little surprised to see um, this year. The biggest surprise for me, probably even more than the dropping of Josh Adricar, Toboyevich, et cetera, is the fact that he's choosing to play Jack Whiten at centre when never in a million years did I think Stephen Crichton would be picked for a utility role. He's not a utility. He's a centre. I know he can play fullback, centre and winger. I get that 100%. And I think Freddie might be a bit scarred from the series that everyone said he should have picked another fullback and then Tedesco got concussed or he went down and we lost. And I get that, but you need to move on. He needs to move on from that a little bit. Um, because even having Jack Whiten on the bench and having Stephen Crichton starting would still mean you have that fullback cover because Crichton can go to fullback and then Whiten can go into, into the centres. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand. And the only thing I'm thinking is maybe it's going to be a bit of a wool pull and shortly before the game, when it's properly announced, Stephen Crichton will be starting. I think it's a massive waste of having all the Penrith boys there if you're going to start one off the bench, it just, it doesn't make sense. Whiten's not going to connect with that edge like Crichton is. It's really confusing with their names being so similar. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I don't get it. I don't think there's justification to be honest. Yeah. That's that for me is definitely the biggest shock. Like Addo car being dropped isn't something I'd agree with, but, Daniel Tupo is still a damn good player. Yeah. Um, and what, yeah, I wouldn't have picked Daniel Tupo, but it would have been, it's still harsh on him if he's to miss out, just as it is on Brian, just as it is on Josh. It's just that we've got three really good wingers for two spots. But yeah. the Stephen Crichton in the number 14 jumper and Jack White mm. starting at center, it is very mind boggling. And I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming there's a bit of mind games there and that Jack Whiten is going to start off the bench. But yeah. I don't understand why coaches insist on doing this. Like, do they think they're, like, can, going to completely bamboozle the other team? It's overthinking. It's, yeah. it's purely overthinking. Um, and it's not necessary. Well, like, um, the, the only thing I can think of is that Jack Whiten normally plays on the left and Katoni Staggs normally plays on the right. Yeah. But like why bother picking Stephen Crichton at all? 
if it sucks. I know, I know. It's, it, I just, I think it's such a waste of someone who is like Crichton's in fantastic form. He is the big game player. He proved it in the final series last year. Like he is the epitome of a big game player. Every single game in that final series, he did something that we wouldn't have won but for that. And I just yep. think it's a big old waste. Um, I mean, I think probably we've got enough talent in that team that it may not even bite Freddie, but Queensland have a bloody good team too. Yeah, it's it's. I'm looking at the teams now and, like, Queensland's, I, I mean, I don't normally like, I don't like doing this, but I also come up with who I would pick for Queensland before Origin comes up. Yeah. yeah. And from what I'm looking at, there's probably one change mm. that I would have made. But mm. it's still an amazing team looking at it. Yeah, it is. And I was I was going into this series thinking we win 3-0. Yeah. But now I'm I'm not even that confident that we win the series. I, like I'm I, not. I'm not. I, I'm still I'm still thinking we will, but like yeah. I'm not I'm I don't have my arrogant Panthers hat on for this. No, definitely. I mean, aside the fact that, you know, um Queensland have some very informed players at the moment. Um, which probably they didn't have last year. It was a bit of a, you know, it, it wasn't the best. So, yeah, I'm I'm not confident. Yeah, well, when you look at, they have um, Valentine Holmes and Ruben Cotter in, who are both doing great at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And you have Tino um, Fasul Malawi, who made, what, 207 metres in the first half the other night? Yeah. Then you've got Selwyn Cobbo, who is like absolutely tearing it up. Oh, he's Brisbane. amazing. You've got to be you've got to be playing pretty well to get picked for Origin after only seventeen NRL games. Totally, yeah. And then Cameron Munster, who he's probably the most informed player in the game at the moment, in line with Isaiah Yo and Dylan Brown. Yeah. And then like the rest of the team is just like seasoned professionals who were yeah. all quite good and yep. like there's no there's no like oh my god he picked him kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and like they're doing so well that um Jai Arrow didn't even make the 17 yeah like and the only doubt about their team is whether Harry Grant's going to be able to play at all yeah and in that case they just bring in Tom Dean and yeah, exactly. Like, he's also in good form. Yeah, he's a pretty decent player. Um, yeah. <coughs> sorry, I should have muted for that cough. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's one way I go, I'm really, really not sure. And yeah. I've seen people saying that Freddie can't coach, blah, blah, blah. I mean, being a representative level coach is different to being a club coach anyway. Because it's it more is, about, very much so. Yeah, it's more about man management and managing egos and picking combinations and stuff like that rather than it is you know you're not going to go in as the origin coach and tell Nathan Cleary how to improve his pass but yeah I think yeah I do think a big part of that is finding ways to get combinations in the team and I thought that's what they were doing with the selection of Stephen Crichton but yeah, totally. Just let it, it up. flow on. So what's yeah. the point? You like give him back to us. He'll play for Penrith this week then. Exactly. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's disappointing, but I'm still excited to see him make his debut. Yeah, and that's the thing is all of this negativity for me is gonna fly out the window 
Yeah. Um, come the Wednesday of Origin, like I mean, Victoria and I are gonna be there. We we're so excited. Yeah, I think we might be too. Yeah. And I'm I'm just gonna be so pumped and cheering them on so much. But exactly. for this I'm this so period excited. leading into it, I'm I'm nervous. And last year I was nothing. Yeah. Happy. yeah. Same. I was just keen. Yeah. Um. I I I do like some of the picks though in terms of form particularly of Campbell Gillard and Ryan Madison. I think those yep. two have been great lately. I entirely agree. Yeah. Um, I'm not so sure about um, Jacob Saifidi. Um, yeah. I know that they wanted to pick Daniel, but he got injured. So they just picked his brother, which is one I don't quite understand. Like, why not? Just... It doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? I know they're twins, but like, were they standing next to each other? And he's like, oh, I don't I know. know. What about you? I don't get it either for that one. Um, bit of an interesting one. And, mm. um, you know, it's pretty cool for Joseph Sawali to get picked. Um, yeah, I think so too. It makes sense, that one. Yeah. And, like, he's going to be such a good player in years. Yeah, to I'm be. super excited with him. When he's ready for origin, like, he is going to yeah. tear them up. Yeah. Um, it, he's another one where it's taken him a little bit of time to sort of get comfortable in first grade. Yes. But yeah. now that he is, you can really see that, that like potential that is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, that's, that's one where I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm, I, I can't make my mind up how I feel about Tarek Sims. Um, he did a really good, he was, he was an absolute machine in origin last year. He was. Um, but then, and this is what I'm a little confused with about the squad is it's not consistent. So it's mm. either, are we picking and sticking? Are we picking on form? Are we being loyal? It's just like, we're dropping at car. We're dropping to Roy Rich, but we're keeping Sims. We're keeping, well, for itself, not in the main squad, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's confusing in that sense. Um, I don't get that. Yeah. Especially when, when they are talking about form, Someone yeah. like um, Keon Kolomatungi at South. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to see him get a go. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he would go out there and just rip someone's head off too, which is kind of what you need. Would. Yeah, it is. It's origin. And so it's one where you go, like, I, I, like I'm not mad at Tariq Sims being picked based on the fact that he's been very good in origin and he was last year. But, like. Why drop? drop? At a car then. Yeah. You know, and, then, and then also why pick Frizzell? Like he he's been all right the last few weeks. Yeah. He's been fairly decent. Yeah. Um, and maybe I've got a bit of like the thought in my head about how bad the nights have been. Yes. And I'm putting that on Frizzell. Yeah. But I just think that there are better options at the moment. I agree. Um, but I, I very much look forward to uh, the blues proving me wrong please please prove Absolutely. me wrong me too <laughs> I, I want i want to have to go and like delete tweets yeah totally that's that's yeah. the goal <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that's gonna take a a big toll on penrith specifically mm. coming up you know we have what, seven players in the squad um six mm-hmm. in the match day squad yep um Brian Toto, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Stephen Crichton, and Liam Martin. Yeah. Um, and then Api Corusau on the reserves bench. Um, what a compliment to our team. Mm, totally. It's amazing. 
um, they've just performed so well together. And to see them be rewarded with these selections is just all you want. Yeah. And like, it, it's one where like, I remember a few years ago, I would be so happy when we would just have Michael Jennings picked for New South Wales and Petro picked for Queensland. Mm. And now I'm like, oh, what, we've only got seven? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, when Liam Martin was maybe not going to play, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah I, was <laughs> I was so angry. And then um, then when, like, Appy got picked, but in the reserves, I was, like, angry again where I'm like, oh, he's, yeah, he's better. But then I go, oh, yeah. wait, nobody can play for us. That's all right. Exactly. Um, so before the series begins, do we want to do a little prediction of how we think it'll go? Um, yeah, I'm thinking... I don't know why it's terrible, but in my head just then like three nil Queensland popped up. But I don't. Oh think that I know. I don't know why, but it just did. I think we have to remember the form of our heart. Like you know, Nathan and and Jerome are still there. They've still got um, Isaiah with them. You know, I think those players are really gonna gonna help us there. I think we. I think we'll win the series in the end. Or you know what? I don't. I don't think we're gonna win the series. Ooh. I actually think it might be. I think Queensland might win. I think it might be two one Queensland. Okay. Being totally yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to one New South Wales. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Queensland are going to win the the game at Suncorp. Yeah. Um, game two in Perth is going to be yeah. so so important. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm just hoping that it's a bit like last time we played there, where we did a number on them. Yeah. Um, but like no matter what, we have to win game one in Sydney. We do. We do. Because if we lose that, we lose the series. We do. Yeah, we can't come back from that. So no. I guess we'll just see what happens in a week. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> um, all right. So that, that's actually that's pretty smart by you because if we lose the series, you know, you've got your prediction right. But if we win. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to this Friday's game. The Penrith Panthers are playing at home against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. We have quite a few players out. I'm just going to, I'll just read out our team list. I know we don't normally <laughs> do this, but there's quite a few outs. Uh, at fullback, we have Dylan Edwards. The wings are Taylor May and Charlie Staines. The centers are Isaac Tago and Robert Jennings. The halves are Sean O'Sullivan, and on debut is Kurt Falls. The front rowers are Moses Leoda and James Fisher Harris. The prop is Appy Corusau. The second rowers are Viliami Kickout and Chris Smith. The hooker, the hooker is Appy Corusau, not the prop. What did I say? Did I say the prop? The prop. <laughs> he could play there. Yeah. Little tiny prop. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the lock is Matt Eisenhuth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The bench is Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lenu, and Jamin Salmon. And then the reserves are Sony Luke, Jermaine Hopgood, Lindsay Smith, Sonia Taruva, and Preston Ricky. What are you looking forward to in this, Nat? I'm really keen to see how Kurt Falls goes. And I'm also keen to see um, Sean O'Sullivan back. I really enjoyed watching him play earlier this year. So I'm really mm. ex excited to see that pick up again. 
Um, I'm also excited for Charlie Staines to get another go because it was super unfortunate, I guess, when he was dropped back to reserve grade, the fact that Taylor had just absolutely smashed it. It didn't really give much choice when Toa came back, but he was playing really well. So I'm, I'm hoping he'll kind of take this opportunity with two hands as well. Um, I'm a bit nervous, obviously. Um, the Isaiah one's a big one. Like Eisenhurst just isn't Isaiah. Um, so, you know, that's it's obviously a little bit worrying. But I think the backs are looking okay. You know, we've still got Edwards. We've still got May. We've still got Targo. Um, so, you know, I'm feeling positive still about this game. I just want it to be different to what we saw last year, which was like a total different team. Like everything, when we played the Tigers um, last year in origin time, it was so depressing. It wasn't fun to watch at all. It was like, who are these people? So I really hope this year that doesn't happen. And I think, I, I think we are looking better with players like Sean O'Sullivan there. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I I I'm actually like feeling quite all right about this game. Mm. Um, mm. like when the team got named, I looked at it and I went, "Wow, that's still a pretty friggin' strong team." <laughs> yeah, it is. you don't see it, especially against the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think we've gotten a bit lucky with the fact that we've just got the Bulldogs for that. Um, yeah. No, no offense to the Bulldogs, but um our team's still probably the better one on paper. Um, it would yeah. have been a bit nicer for us if they, the Blues had picked like Josh Adokar and maybe Matt Burton as well. Um, yeah. Um, it would have stacked things definitely in our favour. Um, and I'm expecting Adokar in particular to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still look at it with confidence because I go, like some of those players are ones where if they were picked normally, I'd be a bit worried. Mm-hmm. And I think what's Ivan doing, but the fact that it's kind of forced makes me feel more positive about it. Yeah. And I go, totally. oh, okay. All right. Well, out of the players that are left, these guys are the ones that have earned their spot. And when you look at someone like Chris Smith, we've barely seen this year because yeah. he got elbowed by Mitch Barnett, but he actually got yes. quite good in that game before that happened. Yeah. And then someone yes. like Matt Eisenhurst has been excellent this year when he filled in for um, Moses Leota. And then, you're right. Sean O'Sullivan was like the superstar of the comp the first few weeks. Yeah. And I'm so excited for Kurt Falls to get his debut. He's really earned it. He's another one a bit like Sony Luke, where he's a bit older. He's yeah. 25, I believe. Yeah. And you go, like, that's someone who's just definitely earned their place then. Yeah. And then when you look, yeah, at the back line, it's um, Robert Jennings and Charlie Staines coming in. Like, that's not bad players, you know, like yeah. they've both played a fair amount of footy and Charlie Staines in particular still has a bright future in the NRL. Yeah. And it's one where I go, I look at it and I go, you know what? I still think we'll win. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. So that, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one. Um, it's actually, it's it's two days before my birthday, so I'm hoping that they like send me into the weekend. Oh, yeah, you, you need know. that. You need that omen for the next year. Yeah, well, because last year the Tigers game was the night before my birthday. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was like Victoria and I went out to Leichhardt for that, and like. She oh, like no. made a big effort in like getting me out there and everything for my birthday and stuff. It's her birthday as well. We have the same birthday actually. 
Um, Do you? That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. It's a bit. Are you turning the same age? Uh, no. Uh, she's a few years older than me. Uh, oh, get it, Beck. Love I, it. I think she's your age, actually. Um, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's uh, so weird. I see you guys are so much younger than me. Oh, really? <laughs> in my head, like for my children. Yeah. It's because you're getting married. That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm officially old. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not old. You're older. <laughs> you're yeah. over and I'm Nathan Cleaver. I can't. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, 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 it didn't ruin the birthday, but it just made that yeah. night in particular less enjoyable than it could have been. Okay. Yeah, I think um, last, yeah, last year my birthday was around the Parramatta game that we won by two points because Mitchell Morrison kicked the field goal. Oh, and nice. Kings, oh this is going to make or break it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one in particular, that would have hurt. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's one um, where I'm just I'm looking forward to it setting off the birthday weekend in a good way. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's your way with the premiership. Oh, one thing we forgot to talk about, Nat, is mm. uh, it was announced today that Ray Warren is picking oh. up the mic. Very sad. I'm glad he got that um, grand final in. I'm glad that was the last one he did. The last grand final he did was ours. Yeah, that was that was interesting reading that because um, I don't normally tune in for the Channel 9 coverage. So mm. I, I knew he was doing less and less games as the years went on, but I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that he hadn't done a game all year. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, I found that quite interesting. But, um, um, yeah, it was, it's kind of cool. It's something that, um, you know, not to make everything about Penrith, but, like, that we've got that little thing to hold on to. Yeah. Is that that was the last moment, like, the last game that he called. Um, yeah. Because I can remember his commentary from that game about, you know, Crichton's away, away with the, with the premiership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so iconic now in Penrith it history. Is. Yeah, it is. And for us to have our own, like, Rabs moment like that. Um, yeah. Because really the one special. before, it's probably that Sattler has made the tackle of the game, the tackle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, like, 55 years he's been doing it. Like, that is That's incredible. So for anyone, he deserves it. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> anyone to do any job for 55 years is amazing. Yeah. It is. It really is. And it's one where, like, I know that he has been on the decline the last few years, um, but I, he still would have been my favourite. Like, I, I don't actually have a favourite commentator now. Yeah. I'm not a very big fan of any of them, to be honest. Yeah, um, I don't really think, yeah. I genuinely feel like rugby league would be much more enjoyable if T was the commentator. Yeah. How good would that be? Totally. Yeah. That would be amazing. I think the, the only issue is it'd, is it'd be too positive and, like, the networks would get angry at him because, like, they'd be like, yeah. oh, stir up stir up some drama. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, congrats to Rabs on a great career. Like, I, yeah. it's a bit sad that he's stuck on 99 Origins. It would have been cool if they just yeah, pulled him in for the first one. Yeah. But um yeah, that'll be that'll be it'll be weird to listen to it because nowadays the three origins and the grand final are mm-hmm. the only games I watch on nine. Yeah, and it's synonymous with his commentary. Yeah, it's gonna be strange to hear what I guess Matthew Thompson doing them. Yeah. Who I don't mind, but he's not he's not quite the same as Rabs. Um 
yeah, it's a bit different. A, a little a little bonus is I'm pretty sure I heard that he's a Penrith supporter. So that's, you know. Oh, there you go. Bit, a bit of bias is coming our way, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was just something I forgot to highlight when we're doing the news um but it was it yeah literally only happened today so we should probably mention it um but yeah thank you everyone once again for tuning back into big cat chat podcast um it's been a pleasure it was a bit of a bit of a crazy um craig gower infected episode (laughs) um (laughs) um yeah thank you everyone for listening um make sure to give us some feedback um yeah thank you thanks guys sports best friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end you are our kind of people find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing and remember social media isn't a bad place you just need to follow the right people Uh, yeah, all right, so we'll just jump straight back in because I feel like we're on a roll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you know what? You know, I realised why Craig Gower has thrown the Daly Mitches off. It's because he got, like, robbed of his chance to win the 2003 Daly M. Yes, exactly. And now, and now Rugby League Awards are cursed. Yeah, they are. And that's why a Panthers player is never going to win it because when we got robbed that time, it just was like, it was like... When- and a witch curses something, it's got to be 100 years before it can be uncursed. That's, that's what we got to do. we got to find out how to break the witch's curse. How to uncurse the Dalai M. Yeah. You're only one man that can do it. will be two men can do it, Dylan Edwards or Isaiah yeah, Country Boys. <laughs> I was going to say Craig Gower and Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. No, they can, they can stay away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 